You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, that was ugly. Welcome to Locked On Cardinals. I'm your host, Lucas Smith, St. Louis Cardinals mega fan. And today is Tuesday, May the 25th. You're probably most likely listening to this on a Wednesday. Uh, But regardless of when you're listening to it, thank you for listening and tuning in after an ugly, ugly loss on the south side of Chicago. And we are brought to you today by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Head over to rockauto.com and be sure to tell them that Locked On sent you. Whew. That game was ugly, and it lasted a what felt like a long time. Actual time of game was just over three hours, three hours and twenty-three minutes. But an ugly start to that game for St. Louis did not bode well for the rest of that game. And man, oh man, it was not a fun time for sure. And it, it was it, it, it was unfortunate because it was supposed to be at least a fun matchup. You had Jack Flaherty, Lucas Giolito. High school teammates, well-documented, two of three Major League Baseball pitchers from that high school over in California. Max Fried being the other uh, hurler there. And, you know, it it didn't really live up to the hype. Yes, G. Lito pitched well, six innings, six hits, two runs. One of them earned, struck out five. He was fine, but, but Flaherty... And, you know, obviously it wasn't just him, and I'll get get into that, but but Flaherty really, really didn't perform to, to the level that Jack Flaherty can. His his final line ended up being just three and two-thirds of an innings pitched, six hits, seven runs, just three of them earned. He walked two and struck out three. Uh, gave up a home run on his ear, raised up to 2.84. I just don't think he, he wasn't really fooling anybody with that slider of his. I mean, it, it got tighter, it got better uh, as the game went on a little bit. Obviously, he wasn't able to stand there super long. Like I mentioned, just a three and two thirds. But um, early on, you know, first inning, first two innings that he was in there, it, to me, it really wasn't fooling practically anybody. And also, what what didn't help? What was his defense? His defense did not help him. Um, first batter of the game, Anderson reaches on an error by Sosa, an awkward hit by pitch, and then a line out from Moncada to right, um, and then you, you get a an RBI ground out for Abreu. Um, which was bizarre. But then, and then another error, which was very uncharacteristic, excuse me as I stutter through that, another error that was very uncharacteristic was Tommy Edmond. You know, fly ball that was hit practically right to him. About as easy as a play as you're going to get in the outfield. And he just straight up drops it. Is he a natural outfielder? No. Is he a better outfielder than that? Yes. And it, it was... You know, just a bizarre start. So you figure, okay, two runs. That's not terrible. Flaherty can, you know, he'll, he'll settle in. He'll be fine. And then gives up a leadoff single. Walks a man. Um, before he walks, gives up a wild pitch. Gives up a single RBI. And then an error by Nolan Arenado. And that was, I mean, when, you, when, when Nolan Arenado commits an error, then you're saying to yourself, okay, what the heck is going on? Um, because Nolan doesn't make too many errors <laughs> at all. He and that's well documented, and I won't hit on that too much. But you know that that just kind of says to the craziness of this game. And I'm not trying to chalk this up as one of those games. Oh well, nothing's wrong, everything's dandy. 
because everything's not dandy. People are struggling, and I'll get into all that stuff later, but that was just bizarre. And then you had a pop-out with, with bases loaded, great. And then a bases loaded walk, and then a strikeout, and then a wild pitch, but then a strikeout. So Flaherty gets through that. Okay, five earned. Okay, not great. Maybe you, you can get us through, get the Cardinals through three, four innings here because the Cardinals come back in the top of the third, score a run. Great. And then in the bottom half of the third, you get a hit by pitch, a strikeout, uh, ground out, uh, force out, and a single, um, and, and a force out. So great. Through three, got a scoreless setting under your belt. Let's get through five now. Um, wasn't able to happen, wasn't able to escape the fourth inning. Because, in my opinion, the worst pitch of his night was the absolute bomb that he gave up to Jose Abreu. First pitch slider, center cut, stayed fair, all that stuff. So, for Flaherty, you know, this was really his first bad start in a while. He had a rough start in Cincy to start the year. Hit or miss starts, but then, you know, you look at the game logs, and he's really had a string of really nice starts. Um, you know, six innings, two earned, back-to-back shutout performances of seven and six innings, respectively. Six innings, three earned, seven innings, one earned, six innings, two earned, five innings, one earned, six innings, no earned, and then you get back to that since he starts. So this was really, it, it was by far Jack's worst start of the year, and he only gave up three earned runs. Yes, he gave up seven, but the deep, with, with the way the tally, tallying works, an opponent still only hit 191 off him. Are hitting 201 off him on the year. So it, it's just one of those. For, for Flaherty, I will chalk it up as to just one of those weird starts, not worried about him, move on. But everything else, I mean, the Cardinals' weaknesses are being heavily exposed right now. And I don't think there's any question about that. Um, be, because right now you have injuries to Bader and O'Neill in the outfield and DeYoung at shortstop. Soso's performing, Soso's doing fine. But Lane Thomas was 0-4 with two punch-outs. Moroff had a base hit, an RBI, but he struck out twice today. And Carpenter had actually had a nice night, but but still, the weaknesses are, are there. Because, yes, even if you're going to have Carlson and Edmund perform, at least get hits offensively, you still got weaknesses. Lane Thomas just doesn't seem to be, he's shown flashes of it, but doesn't seem to be a capable major league outfielder right now. And again, I'm going to get into this. I'm kind of scattering right now. But just to finish the point on Flaherty, again, I think that he, Jim Edmonds talked about it on the, on the telecast. Maybe he got too hyped. Maybe he got too excited. Who knows? But I just think that, you know, it's one of those starts for Flaherty. You, you move on because it was a really bad start. And he doesn't, he doesn't do well on the road historically anyways. So you knew that it might might have been a struggle for him to start um, because, of, because of that. And it proved to be, Proved be costly. So that that was real brutal. Uh, that that was ugly by Flaherty by by the Cardinals. And I'll get into some of the other stuff and kind of you know a checkpoint, if you will, on the season and whatnot. But get into the the one positive real quick. And that was actually the bullpen today. And it's rare to say that when a guy when when excuse me when Cabrera Reyes and Hick or Cabrera Reyes and Gallegos don't pitch, but the bullpen was actually pretty solid today. He had an inning and two thirds out of. Webb, he gave up an earned run, but that was scored after he had left. Um, struck out out in two innings, and then Junior Fernandez with probably the best start or start best stint, best appearance of his major league career. Two and two thirds, three hits, struck a man out, uh, but didn't give up any earned runs. His inherited runner did score, but still remarkable stuff for 
Fernandez. And Webb's inherited runner did not score either when he came into the game in the fourth. So good stuff from them. So one of the only positives from this entire game was Tyler Webb and Junior Fernandez. Because you were able to, you know, Flaherty only gave you three and two-thirds, so the the remaining innings were only eaten up by two arms. And again, some of that has to do with playing the American League Park and not having to worry about double switches and all that stuff. But, you know, to, to take a hit like this and only use two extra arms, uh, that's pretty pretty impressive stuff. And, you know, for, for Webb, you know, I know I mentioned that I'm pretty much giving up on him, but he's still good enough to maybe give you a good appearance every once in a while. So credit to where credit's due. Credit to Webb. Credit to Fernandez. Um... And, and we'll go from there. So I think that the, the pitching side of things, it was a weird, bizarre start for Flaherty. Move on, definitely disappointed. Um, and then the other pitchers were, were successful. So break down the offensive side of things, some trends that I'm not liking. Um, and, you know, to kind of talk some, some more talking points about this game before we talk about yesterday's game and then preview tomorrow's game. Um, so all that and more coming up next. Investing can be complicated, but not anymore because Wealthfront makes it easy. Whether you're a beginner or a veteran, you are going to want to use Wealthfront. They have the right tools for every portfolio. They can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized for you in a matter of minutes. No more manual trading or picking stocks or watching the stock market every single day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets. You can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. Wealthfront can even help you cover your taxes as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnMLB to start growing your savings. Once again, that's Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB and get started today. This show is also brought to you today by RockAuto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, those prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. And the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write locked on in their how'd you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Offensively, it was a struggle uh, today on Tuesday. And... Again, cut up to Lucas Giolito. His changeup was working through a lot of them. And, you know, I, I just think that he, he was able to keep the St. Louis Cardinals really off balance. I mean, that, that's what a changeup is designed to do. And, you know, like I said, he's, he threw a lot of them in yesterday's start. And I think he, you know, unlike what Jim Evans was talking about with Jack Flaherty, I think Giolito was able to channel his adrenaline in, in, in a good way. 
and I, I he was able to just pretty much not you know necessarily dominate, but pitch extremely well. Uh, and it, it's weird because he uses the changeup up in the zone so so more off, so much more often than than we're taught to do. We're always taught to keep a changeup down, but it's very very effective for him. Extremely effective for him. And when when you look at this Cardinal offense, you don't have a lot of you know in an ideal situation of no injuries or even limited injuries, you don't have a lot of regulars in there right now because you don't have Paul DeYoung, don't have Tyler O'Neill. Um, you don't have Harrison Bader because Bader was in a bit of a struggle after his hot week coming off the IL. But I think I still think Harrison Bader, um, you know, he, he has just looked more improved this year, and that's a tough loss. Well, anyway, they haven't talked about that, so let's talk about how you know because that is a tough loss, even if you're a Bader hater or even you know a Bader doubter, as I would you know a Bader hesitant person to put your support behind Bader, which again I totally totally understand if you are um but but defensively he makes this team a lot better he really does and i'll give you a reason why just by tonight and this this will be a little bit weird but stay with me here if he's starting carlson's in right field i don't think carlson drops the ball that tommy evan dropped and i yeah i say that even though carlson made an air in center and i don't think harrison bader kicks the ball that carlson kicked it wasn't called an air I think it probably could have been. I don't know, should have been, but definitely could have been called in on Carlson. So Harrison Bader's loss is huge. Huge, you know. And, you know, he was one of those guys that you knew what you're going to get defensively. And offensively, he was playing above his average. He was he was performing at a higher clip than he had in his, really, his entire career since 2018. And again, I've always said if Bader can hit league average, if he can, you know, hit 250, get on base at a high clip, um, uses speed to get on base, steal some bags and whatnot. He's a very valuable asset to this team. And it's just unfortunate that maybe he's just one of those guys that can't stay healthy. And, you know, his track record doesn't show that, but this year certainly shows that. This is already his second stint on the IL. Um, first time it was it was right arm soreness, or forget what exactly it was. And this time it's a fractured rib, and that... Those those don't always heal super quickly. Something they were talking about today, how they're hopeful that it can just be the ten days for Bader, uh, but it might just be ten days for that thing to heal, and then you've got to get back to baseball activity, and then you've get a, got to get a rehab start. So who knows? Same thing what they're dealing with now with Paul DeYoung, and then O'Neill is hopeful to be back end of this week or early next week, but we'll see because the Cardinals right now offensively are struggling. Seeing a lot of those averages, and I know averages in the NLB all, but you're even seeing the, those OPSs dip down. You're seeing a 401 OPS from Lane Thomas, or even from Tommy Edmund, who a guy that I is a who is a guy that I like a lot. OPS dipped down to 688, average down to 270. Carlson OPS 782, that's solid, but it's dipped a touch. Goldschmidt's OPS of 712 needs to be higher from the third spot. Carpenter 563. All these numbers really low for what these guys should be putting up and for the Cardinals for what the Cardinal offense needs. They need higher OPS, they need higher average, they need to perform better. They only had two extra base hits tonight, and that or three, I'm sorry. G, that was Sosa and Arnado off of Giolito and Carpenter. Or I'm sorry, Molina had a double in the ninth there too. Uh, Carpenter and Molina all, all the doubles. That's four doubles. So again, I guess that's not as terrible as I thought, but still. Four doubles, no homers, they hit into a not one, but two double plays today, which is not good. And again, the number that keeps killing me, seven runners left on base, three out of 14. 
with Van Arsen scoring position. 3 out of 14. The offense just has to be better. They're not performing well. And again, you can make the excuse, oh, this isn't our full-strength team, so you shouldn't expect them to win. Well, this, these are these are the bench players. Assuming whenever the players get back, you would assume that Thomas, Moroff, and Sosa are on the bench. Although Sosa might be making that decision a little bit harder. But you really want these guys on your bench as well? Cardinals need to make some moves. And again, I'm not saying they need to make them tomorrow, but they need to make moves quickly. This is a team that, that really... The, the depth is being tested, and the depth is failing right now. Lars Newtbar is putting up numbers in the minors. Why not give him a call-up? And again, you've got you got to worry about the number of options and things like that. That was a big reason why Edmundo Sosa made the roster, was because he was out of options. But there, there needs to be something as we get closer and closer to, to the trade deadline, as we get really close to Memorial Day, which our pal Silly Overlocked on MLB uses as a, as a checkpoint to see where the teams are at. We get closer to that, and then we start to realize, okay, maybe, maybe we do need some, some more depth. Because you can never have too much depth. And we'll be interested to see who's on the market. Maybe the Cardinals go after a starter and Max Scherzer and everything like that. So, who knows? Who knows? But the offense need, needs a boost. You know, people are asking, who are some guys that, that you might, you know, like to see? And, and again, I was a little busy today with the game, and I'll be looking to, to answer that question tomorrow maybe you can join me tomorrow and i'll tell you why coming up in just a moment i'd love to have discussions with you guys and there's an opportunity for that tomorrow and i'll let you guys know about that in segment number three but you know trevor story is a name that, that you might throw out and yes you might say well so is playing really well you know it'd be hard for me to, to turn down a package with sosa in it to the rockies for trevor story um because i just think trevor story is uh one of the top shortstops in Major League Baseball, and yes, Sosa's having a really nice week and a half right now. We don't, you know, don't know what that's going to look like coming down the road. And you might want a little bit more of a bona fide, bona fide guy in Trevor Story. So maybe he's a guy that you look after. Um, and again, they're probably going to be bullpen pieces galore, open for sale um, come come trade deadline. And again, didn't have much time to do research today on that. Was a little busy, but again, uh, as we end up segment number two here, talking about today's game ugly. Uh, Cardinals' weaknesses are pretty much on full display right now. Lack of bullpen depth and um, starting pitching. When, when starting pitching struggles for this team, it's hard to do anything else because this team, this offense is not very strong, so you're not going to get too many comebacks or anything like that. And it's just really, really unfortunate that, um, that, that, that all these weaknesses are kind of coming to the forefront at all at once. And um, it's it's we're gonna try to avoid a sweep tomorrow. Um, John Gant gets the ball, so I'll preview that matchup. Talk a little bit about yesterday's matchup on Monday, as well as tell you how you can join me in a conversation tomorrow. Um, all that coming up here in just a moment. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all your sports action. You all know this, but baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all that action at BetOnline.ag. You get all the latest news, odds, and infos for all your sporting needs, including MLB, the NBA playoffs, NHL, Stanley Cup playoffs, and your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch tomorrow, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 
Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. They have nine incredible flavors for you to pick from, including the occasional limited time flavor. Those nine flavors are coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. Of those, of those nine, my favorite is double chocolate because I love me some chocolate. There's something for everyone, though, as you just heard. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can. Get yourself a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors, and they're all covered 100% in chocolate. But most, because they're still healthy, most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Order today. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your next order. And again, that's promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. First pitch at 110 today for the St. Louis Cardinals, or tomorrow rather, um, 110 Central. John Gant versus Carlos Rodon. This will be interesting. John Gant coming off probably his best start, or his, yes, his best start of the season. Um in, in his most recent start, um, after he had to exit uh, with the comebacker coming off and, and banging off his hand and uh, you know having to exit due to quote-unquote injury. But his line for that start, five and a third, two earned, and just the one walk. And I've said, and I think everybody knows this, the key for Gant is going to be the base on balls. If he can limit the base on balls, limit the walks, he's going to be fine. Meanwhile, the Cardinals go up against Carlos Rodon. And... This is not going to be an easy one. He pitched six shutout innings uh, in New York in his last outing, striking out 13. He's 5-1 with a 1.27 ERA, author of one of the six no-hitters this season. He threw his no-hitter against the Cleveland Indians. Probably the closest to a perfect game, as all he did was hit a batter. Um, and That was in the eighth. It might have even been in the ninth inning. Of that game, so the Cardinals have their work cut out for him. Um, just a four-pitch mix, pretty simple: fastball, slider, changeup, curveball. Throws his curveball just 2.4 percent of the time. His changeup 17.8 percent of the time. Slider 23.6 percent of the time. And baseball, Savant has his four-seam fastball at 56.2 percent of the time, having an exceptional year. His strikeout rate is in the top five percent of the league. His expected batting average against is top 6% of the league. Expected slugging, top 5%. Expected ERA, top 3%. Just remarkable stuff. Um, you know, Pretty much ever since, since he ditched his sinker in 2019 and threw his change or his fastball more, he's had really good success. The Cardinals have their work cut out for him. And John Gant, I'll be at the game tomorrow. And this is, I think this is like the third time I've seen John Gant pitch, and we'll see what he can do. He, it's going to be one of those days where the Cardinals, John Gant's going to have to match pitch for pitch. Because I don't see Carlos Rodon making too many mistakes. And this offense is going to have to get it going. You do not want to get swept to start the 17, day, 17 games in 17 days. You move on to Arizona, so you have to think you're going to get at least two wins over the weekend in Arizona if, you know... Because you would imagine being better than Arizona, but who knows? I do think that 
I'm not, you know, saying that this game tomorrow, today or tomorrow, whenever you're listening to this, is a must-win. Might be a bit of a stretch, um, but but who knows? Like I said, I'll be there tomorrow, so should be should be fun. I'm excited. It's my first game, first Major League Baseball game since uh, the 2019 NLDS. I was at Game Four when Yadier Molina hit the walk-off sacrifice fly. But uh, if you guys want to talk to me about it, tomorrow show will be obviously after the game, but immediately after the game or. Not necessarily immediately, but as soon as I get in the car after the game, my brother will be driving. I'll be hosting a locker room session. And you can join the locker room session, join the discussion. Uh, and we'll be talking anything Cardinal baseball. We'll be talking trade candidates. We can talk about the game that just happened. Talk about today's game and what have you. So be sure to join the locker room discussion post-game, um, following the White Sox, the Cardinals White Sox game um, on Wednesday. So looking forward to that. First locker room uh, in a while since uh, Sunday Night Baseball two weeks ago against the Cubs. Or a week or what was that? Sun, no, the Padres was the last time I did it. So again, you can download the locker room app and then follow me at LJ Fastball to get notified when my, when my room goes live. So one other thing, Monday's game, Kim pitched well, might have been left in a batter too long. Um, you know, Here's the thing about one of those decisions, though. You know, people were, were ripping on Schilt. If Kim gets that out, then Schilt looks looks like a genius. And if he doesn't, which he didn't, then he looks like a moron, which he did and he does. Um, so I, I didn't have a huge problem with leaving Kim in that game. Um, and, and again, same thing. If he brings in a bullpen guy and gets Vaughn out, then he looks like a genius. But if not, then he looks like an idiot. You know, Kim was rolling all the stuff, but Kim just seems to have that one inning that, that always bites him. Bites them in the rear, and uh, that always causes them to struggle and exit the game. So, um, but yeah, you know, Monday's game was it was a an odd loss. Again, it, it boils down to all these games boil down to the offense right now. Offense is just not getting it done. And again, you can say the injuries and, and what have you, and I get that. But the, the offense needs to be better um, because. A good team is supposed to have depth that can work through these injuries because injuries are going to happen. The Cardinals have not had their last person put on the IL. I can guarantee you that. I put money on that. Um, so these injuries are going to happen. We need to be the Cardinals need to be able to, to weather these a little bit better. And so hopefully that that starts tomorrow uh, or Wednesday today. Whenever you're listening to it, hopefully it starts Wednesday. Hopefully the Cardinals can get a win against these Chicago White Sox. Time will tell. That is all I've got today. Be sure to join me on Locker Room tomorrow, post-game after the Cardinals win or lose tomorrow uh, against the Chicago White Sox. Um, it should be a fun conversation. Again, at LJ Fastball on Locker Room. I'm also at LJ Fastball on Twitter, and the show is at LO underscore Cardinals on Twitter and Instagram. So until I talk to you guys tomorrow, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic day.